Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. AJ Styles, part two. Part trois. In the land of the rising sun. There was a man who came from America, from Gainesville, Georgia. With shaggy hair and a phenomenal forearm. A weird hood as well. And, and oh, would you look at that? He's now the new leader of the Bullet Club. Yes. Yeah, so last week we talked about AJ Styles as the face of TNA, which he was. And now we're talking about his only two-year run in New Japan, which felt like a much longer time because he was just one of the guys. Yeah, and that's it's not something that, that happens very often. Honestly, I can't really think of a time, of anyone else that's done it, but like, a, you know, aside from someone that's Japanese or, and like came back from excursion or something like that, um, who, who's just gone in and was immediately a top guy, mm-hmm. had their run, and the entire way through was a top guy. Yeah. There was very little dipping down the card for AJ. Yeah. Like there wasn't an like it wasn't an Omega thing because Omega was there for years before he became mm-hmm. a top guy. He was heck, we'll see it in this episode. He was a junior, you yeah. know? And uh, you know, it's it's not really it's not something that happened with Devitt. Devitt didn't become a top guy until down the line. He was a junior for a long time too. It didn't happen. I'm not gonna count Jericho because yeah, Jericho no. was like one-off appearance every once yeah. in a while. There just hasn't been a consistent Gaijin who's come in and has been established as like a top, top guy. I mean, John Moxley somewhat has been, but he's in a really weird place with New Japan because he just hasn't been able to do anything with yeah. them for almost the entire time he's been an independent wrestler because there's been a pandemic. Yeah, health and safety protocols, you know? Yeah. You mentioned Devitt and... The only thing that comes to mind is when he ever returns, if he ever goes back to being an independent wrestler, can he use Fergalicious and just be called Fergie Ferg? <laughs> ah, this is the quality content you get with us as we rapidly approach episode 100. While Javier recovers, I am going to do all the housekeeping things. Follow us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work and tell us what you would like us to answer on our episode 100. It's essentially going to be a Q&A, but we need the Qs. And then we'll have the A's for you. So send us questions on Twitter. Send some on Instagram. Send to us through our email. All the information you can find on our socials. Just send us questions. We're going to be talking about our best episodes, our favorite matches, favorite wrestlers we kind of discovered through this way, favorite bits, all those things. Might do some top fives too. Top five, top fives. But uh, in order to really make episode 100 special, we need all of your assistance. So even if you've never interacted with us on Twitter before, do it now. Now's the time. Your time to shine. Now's the time. If you want to be on this podcast, if you want to get your shit in, it's the yeah, time. Get your shit in. We're willing to put you over. Get your shit in. Yeah. This yeah. is a, this is a shoot. Yeah. I'm going out on my back. Just kidding. We're not ending. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
No. Um, we are we are definitely on the decline. <laughs> we hit Harlem Heat and have been slowly going down ever since. Our mentals, our mentals are just gone at this point. I saw a tweet the other day and it was like, I wish I was British so could, I could describe things as being absolutely mental. I, I do describe stuff as absolutely But it doesn't mental. sound the same. <laughs> to be fair, it's like a different case with me, though, because like I grew up as a kid with an illegal black cable box that like had everything on it. Thanks to my uncle. Shout out. Uh, and <laughs> my uncle, I haven't seen it forever because he got deported. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. No, anyways. Um, and, and I would watch a lot of like, like I, I was very small. I was like three, four, five, that range. And I, I, I barely knew English because I didn't learn English until I got to preschool. Um, and so the way that I learned English like early, early on was through that black box, just going on like English channels and it would be like British yeah. stuff. So I was watching like British kids shows and shit like that. And I was just learning that style of speech. So I still have stuff like I say absolutely for a lot of stuff. I do too. But I think that's just something I picked up from a friend of mine. I say mental. I say uh, like I say mate sometimes like unironically. <laughs> I just love the the visual of little Dominican Javier showing up in preschool and just you fucking what, mate? <laughs> you fucking what, mate? You fucking piss boss bloody wanker, you! I gotta come back on Tuesday in it, and just like that, we've lost all of our British listeners. A fucking we, toss pot. We are talking about AJ Styles in New Japan. The debut was hot. Yeah, right out the gate, uh, debuted at Invasion Attack 2014. I'm sorry for not putting that on here. I should have, but it just isn't better than he, the one I put on here. He attacked Okada and revealed himself as a member of Bullet Club and was essentially the leader of Bullet Club. Yes, from right? the offset. Because AJ the came to Japan right as Devitt was leaving, coming to WWE, becoming mm-hmm. Finn Balor. So there needed to be a shift in, in who is the head of Bullet Club. Who is it going to be? It's got to be AJ. Another big gaijin coming in. Yeah. And in his first New Japan match, his first official New Japan match, he won the IWGP Championship. Yep. Crazy. And that was at Wrestling Duntaku against Tanahashi? No. No, he, I think it was a, was an Okada. It was Okada, yeah. It was Okada, and then Tanahashi beat him for it down the line. Yeah. Uh, Okada, I believe. No, I, I believe. And then AJ down the line from there beat tanahashi again and then okada gets it back gotta gets it back no tanahashi beats him for it again okay and because yes yes that's how it is because wrestle kingdom uh 10 the the aj's last wrestle kingdom last match in second to last match in new japan the main event is okada tanahashi and it's like one of the best matches i've ever seen and that'll be on the eventual okada match or okada episode i'm Episodes. Okada's getting three parts. I don't give a shit. <laughs> We're getting three. three parts that time. Our first episode, or our first match of this episode, is the G1 Climax, aka a dream match factory. I love that New Japan has the G1 Climax because you get somebody new, and it's like, all right, here's you know seven to nine excellent matches against good people. You get to see them all. What are you going to do when Brian Danielson inevitably ends up in the G1? Watch every match somehow, like him against. Ishi, him against, uh, I mean, we already got him against Minoru Suzuki, but against Suzuki in the more, you know, open atmosphere. Against I, want, fucking... I want him Jay White. 
Oh, that would be good. That'd be really good. That'd be really good. I want to see him against Zack Sabre Jr. That's the match. That's, that's like, if if I had one dream match out there in wrestling right now, because I've gotten a lot of them lately, but yeah. if I had one, it would 100% be Danielson against Zack Sabre Jr. Well, the dream match that we got in the 2014 G1 is AJ versus Minoru Suzuki. Murder Grandpa. And he is here with the funniest goddamn hair I've ever seen. This is when Suzuki had his hairstyle of the like cheetah print shaved head, but with the big black bat uh, or blast back at the back. Yep, with a like little a ponytail, <laughs> like a blowout ponytail at the back, a little, little bun or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it was a lot to handle. It's murder, Grandpa. That's just what he does. The match itself, excellent. What are your thoughts? I love this match. I mean, this is. It's why I put it on here. Obviously, it's it's one of the AJ's higher rated matches in New Japan. But yeah, four point seven five stars. Yeah, but at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, I know he has a match against Murder Grandpa, and I need to see that match because I want. We've seen, we saw last week with the TNA matches. Like AJ was more of a high flyer. AJ was, yeah. you know, he was also a very technically sound wrestler. We didn't get to see a lot of the striking and physical, like you know stuff that AJ can do. And we didn't really get to see a lot of that stuff until he got to Japan uh, or in very limited uh, runs that he had in ROH as well. And who better to bring that out of him than fucking Minoru Suzuki. And that's what I really wanted to see in this match. And holy fuck, did we get it? (laughs) One thing to put out there as well, as always, if you want to watch these matches, we have links for all five of the matches we're covering this week. Fullpresswrestling.com. All of the shows get posted there with links to listen to the show as well as links to all the matches to watch. So if you want to see Murder Grandpa versus, you know, the shaggy haired Styles Boy, go watch it. It's right there on Billy Billy. Oh, Billy Billy. Billy Billy saved our asses this week. Consistently, when it comes to New Japan content, Billy Billy saves our ass. Like even the 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 one lone Ring of Honor match that we have here, spoil, spoil. Uh even, even there, I couldn't find it anywhere. It had to be on Billy Billy. It's on Billy Billy. Uh, early on in the match, Styles with the early drop kick, slides to the outside, met by Suzuki, and gets tossed in the stands, but kept, keeps his balance. Then gets up on the guardrail, hops on for like a little phenomenal forearm springboard. Yeah. Not really a springboard because there's no springs on the metal guardrail. AJ just got just got bunnies. He's just got hops. White yes. man can jump. <laughs> Five foot eight man from Georgia can dunk, can jump. Can't dunk, but can't jump. Honestly, Prime AJ might have been able to. Uh, no, um, and then right after that, they start at one point here. They go out to the crowd, um, and Suzuki just grabs a chair and decides, "Hey AJ, you see this arm of yours? I want to remove it from your body using this chair." Yeah, he arm bars him with a chair because he is a metal man. Uh, right, right before they go into the crowd, Suzuki. Gets the tiny hammer that's used for the ring bell. And I was like, Thor could never. He just is wielding this tiny, Jonathan, this tiny hammer. And he he's just hanging. And I was like, please let him have it for the rest of the match. <laughs> just hold on to it for no reason. But they make him give it back, which is horse shit. Let's it's do bullshit. Yeah. This the so, number one. So they go out into the, into the crowd. We get the, the arm bar on the, with the chair. Back in the ring, Suzuki with some joint manipulation and arm work in the ring. Yes, he's, it's a lot of good stuff. I mean, he's really putting pressure on that arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's really slaughtering AJ's, I think, left hand too. 
yeah or right hand maybe uh, it doesn't matter one of the hands is getting absolutely worked um he he starts putting armbar he put at one point he puts on like a variation of like a rings of saturn yeah that is like the most painful one i've ever seen like i'm not even joking when i say that it, it looks vicious aj is like contorted like his one arm's going one way the other's going the other way it looks so painful you could see his shoulder blade like hyperextending like a motherfucker, which is a testament to AJ's flexibility, I guess. Very much so. But also, fuck. (laughs) Styles manages to get some momentum back, gets the suplex into the turnbuckle, some stomps in the corner, and goes for a splash and hits the ref. A rare ref bump in terms of what I've seen in New Japan. Ref bumps are pretty rare. I assume it's red shoes. I wasn't paying attention to the ref. I think it is red shoes. It's always fucking red shoes. It's either always red shoes or red shoes sun. (laughs) Son of Red Shoes. El Hio del, del Red Shoes. I actually don't think Red Shoes' son was a referee at this time. Um, but anyways, he yeah, we get that stuff. We get the ref bump, which was uh, whatever. And then, uh, I don't remember which member of Suzuki Gun it was, but he just starts pounding and stomping on AJ. Uh, so I, just, I was sure someone is in the ring. I don't know who the hell it is. <laughs> it's a member of Suzuki Gun. I just can't I, remember who sense. was a part of it. At because that time. Uh, at the time, like, cause it's one of the solo guys. It might be, um, what the fuck is homie's name? Doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, he's getting stomped out in the corner. Giles and Anderson come running out, um, start, you know, beating up on homie. And then Archer and, and Harry Smith come out, uh, and start attacking Giles and Anderson. Everyone's fighting, brawling. Everyone goes away at one point here. I, um, all I wrote so I'm like, I see Gallows and Anderson, and then I sort of identify who any of these other people are. You don't know Archer? Lance I Archer's right I couldn't there. even tell it was Lance Archer. Well, he looks similar. I mean, he's got more facial hair, I think. They also so. don't zoom in, almost as if it like wasn't supposed to happen. They don't really do a good job the camera work of zooming in. They're like, no, nah, it's just a, a wide angle of the ring. You know what it is, actually? This is Archer when he had all of his hair, and it was not tied up. It was just out. Oh, okay. So now he's got the weird braid, long ass braid with the, the color. Then you just look like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> so our, our interference is done. Yes. Uh, back in the ring, trading some some strikes. Styles gets his rapid strike uh, combo win that he loves to do now. Uh, he and Suzuki both knock each other down with strikes, which I'm going to write or say right now happens in every single match that's a singles match that we cover this week. Yeah. There's at least one point where there's a lot of intense strikes and both men go down. Happens in like almost every New Japan match, to be fair. I'm, I'm starting to pick that up, yeah. Uh, it's it's like a, I don't know, it's like a like a machismo, like a like a power thing, strength yeah. thing, you know? Like it's, it's like, let's fucking die on our shields then. Yeah. Um, and the, the crazy thing is right after that exchange, AJ, while Suzuki's sitting down in front of him, just does the little Bullet Club gun animation finger point taunt right to suzuki's head and um, suzuki just goes oh nice finger you got there i remember um a friend of mine's older brother one time i guess they were you know as siblings are my friend flipped him off and he's like if you do that again i will break your finger and so he did it again and he didn't break his finger but he did grab it the same way that suzuki grabs styles and i was like having mini flashes like oh yeah this almost like this is violent. It doesn't feel good. No. It does not feel good. Not good. Um, it does that, and he just starts joint manipulating the fuck out of that finger. At one point, he throws on a 
He he catches AJ on a phenomenal forearm and puts on a Fujiwara armbar with the finger manipulation at the end of yeah. it as well. Um, Suzuki, so AJ tries to get pick him up for a Styles Clash at one point here. Suzuki fights out of it, puts on ankle lock. Yep. AJ, classic, because he knows about, all about the ankle lock. We saw in our last episode with Kurt knows, Angle. Knows a guy named Kurt. Yeah. Drops down, picks the ankle, puts on his own ankle lock. So Suzuki's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Drops down, picks the ankle, puts the ankle lock back on. Uh, and then instead of allowing AJ the chance to flip over and get another ankle lock on, he just flips him down, throws him into a cross arm bar. Which then Styles powers out of. Kind of into it was a styles clash, but he only really used one arm. Yeah, to, to and it was like him. kind of sideways because of the the way that yeah. he was set up with the arm bar. Obviously, the styles clash is a move that if it's not done the way that it's supposed to be done, it scares me every time. Yeah, where even a match that I know nothing bad happens, I see the setup. I'm like, oh, that could have been bad. Well, I mean, it was. I don't. It might have already happened by this point. Fucking Yoshitatsu. Breaking oh my his, god! Yeah, breaking his fucking neck on a on the because he, he tucked his chin, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't tuck. We get we we get that, and then AJ. So both men are down. AJ is too weak, basically, to be able to get a pin. Then they both get up. They start trading chops. They start trading slaps. Which, by the way, don't trade slaps with Minoru Suzuki. No, that's a bad idea. Or to the wise, just don't do it. Um. The selling is fantastic. Selling's been great throughout the entire match. You know, it, it really has been. Minoru Suzuki was selling his ass off for AJ this match. But at one point here, AJ finally gets some advantage. Gets Minoru Suzuki up for the Styles Clash. Hits it. One, two, three. AJ Styles wins. This was a great G1 match. Yeah. Like, it's fun. It's the perfect clash of Styles. Styles has to do a little bit a little bit more striking than he usually does a little bit more yeah. like he has to pull in from his reserves and obviously styles is like the hot new thing he's gonna win this match you can bet on it but at the same time suzuki looks great in defeat yeah it took a lot out of styles to beat suzuki it's the way it should be and i don't know if i don't think aj's champion at this point but no he does not win the g1 no but he gets close so close. Our second match is the most chaotic match we've covered on this podcast in a minute. It's been a while since we've had something this fun. This was my favorite of the bunch. It is not say. my favorite. It, there's too much happening, which is like <laughs> that's and normally I like things like this. There's too much happening in this one. And that's why it's my favorite. This is a 10 man tag from ROH New Japan Global Wars 2015. It is night Bullet two, Club. I believe this is night two. I believe it's night two. It is the main event of night two. Bullet Club, which includes Styles, Carl Anderson, you know, Gallows, and the Young Bucks, versus the ROH All-Stars. Roddy Strong, fresh from the trailer park, Hanson and Rowe, and the Briscoes. And if you're like, Hanson and Rowe, it's the Viking Raiders. But okay, first were, off. When they were cool and named War Machine. You can't ask Hanson and Rowe. That was their names in NXT for like a while, like six months before they changed their names. Before they became Eric and Ivar? Yeah. I know. Sad. I missed I miss them so much. Like I, I they're not more contenders, aren't they, right now? I think so. The my first note was the way that WWE have not just launched War Machine into the stratosphere is sad. I'm sorry. How do you I, I the the fact that they haven't capitalized on Hansen specifically? Yeah. 
is ridiculous. He, this guy is legitimately one of the most flexible big men in all of wrestling. He yeah. can do high spots. He can do power spots. He can do every single thing you can imagine. And the fact that he is not on TV or given any prominent role in within that tag team, because they're a fantastic tag team. Him and Rowe work together great. The fact that they haven't been put in a position of strength is ridiculous. Because it's not like tag teams get that much promo time anyway, so it doesn't matter if they can cut a promo or just not. Just don't give WWE any ideas or else they're going to split up the fucking Viking Raiders. <laughs> Even then, they'll fuck up Hanson anyway, so it doesn't That's matter. Uh, it's streamer season. Here in yeah. Toronto, because this one takes place in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Super kick party! Uh, at the beginning of the match, everybody on Bullet Club is getting their own chance, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, and they go to do the big handshake across enemy lines, but instead Bullet Club just crotch chops themselves, or crotch chops, you know, DX move to Bullet Club, or uh, to the RH All-Stars. Big brawl to start. It's fucking Nutter Butters at the beginning. It's fun though. Let instead of trying to go through beat by beat, because oh my god, give me give me some like top spots of the match. Okay, so I mean I don't have that many notes on the match to be fair. I I wanted to have more notes, but I was like I don't know how to s- explain what just happened. I mean my f- first thing I noticed was that ring is not big enough for ten people. <laughs> it is not. You can't run the ropes because somebody instinctively will knee you in the back or pull it's, you down. Yeah, it's it's wild how how small that ring is. The Bucks look so fucking young. They look like babies. It's because they don't have facial hair. To be fair, and Nick is admittedly probably like in his mid twenties at the time. And they are more so than now being douches, <laughs> which I mean, helps douches. helps them look younger. Yeah, they were they were big. It's, it's like um, playing it's like playing a wrestling game with your with your younger sibling, and they just spam taunt when you're down. Yeah, Bullet Club disrespects the code of honor. Yes, the handshake. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of the handshakes, they just they suck just it. suck it all of them, and and immediately the all stars are like, well, fuck these guys. So many dives at the beginning of this match. So many dives. I literally could not tell you who did a dive. I can I can take a guess. Styles but does the dive onto three guys. Matt and Nick hits suicide dives. Our, uh, Nick, I'm pretty sure, or does like a fucking senton dive or tope. Uh, there's a corkscrew drive by a buck. I couldn't tell which one. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was Nick. Nick does like a, uh, what the fuck is it called? Like a spinal tap to the outside. Yeah, yeah. And Styles, <laughs> I don't know how the camera was trying to catch this one thing on the outside because it was kind of dark around the outside of the ring yeah. too, which didn't help. But there's a clear shot of Jay Briscoe just booting Styles' head off. I love Jay. I love the Briscoes. This is also like the peak of my love for Mark Briscoe. Like this is when – I think Jay was the champion at the time. Yeah. I believe he had just beat uh, Jay Lethal who was on like the longest run with the yeah. ROH title since like Samoa Joe or whatever. And it was, it was fucking awesome. Um, and – but I, I really wanted it to be Mark. <laughs> um, and the the differentiation: Jay's the bald one. Jay is bald. Mark looks like a wild man. Mark is like, a wild man. Yeah. He looks like someone straight out of Duck Dynasty. Mark looked a little like Trevor from GTA Five. Okay, first off, Mark has hair. <laughs> that's true. That's the one. That's the one thing. Yeah, I'm telling same, you, he looks something let's straight go, out let's of go Duck with Dynasty. The same vibes. They have the same vibes. They do a hundred percent have the same vibes. Um. <laughs> The Bucks do their cartwheel into drop kicks. Mark hits a drop kick out of the ring, which fucking looked like it sucked for him because he smashed his hip on the apron. Uh, Nick does the spinal tap dive to the outside, like I mentioned earlier. 
the Bucks decapitate Mark Briscoe with a tandem super kick. De- like just take his fucking head off to the outside because he goes for a for a dive onto them off the apron on the outside and they just catch him clean right underneath the chin. Uh, Roddy gets worked for Roddy like a solid over. five minutes here. Yeah. Which is like the one slow spot of the match is when Bullet Club are just taking turns ruining Roderick Strong's this life. This match is about AJ Styles. In that time, Styles gets tagged in, does a backbreaker, and tags right back out. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome because everyone wanted to see AJ. It's AJ's first time in ROH, especially in a big setting like this in a long time. So, like that, but he's also a very good heel. Yeah, I come in, I backbreaker, I leave. Yeah. Uh, Roddy eventually gets his shit together, hits a backbreaker to Nick, and then, you know, like overhead. Judo throws his ass into Matt, or Judo throws Matt at Nick. Um, Mark Briscoe comes in, runs wild for a little bit. Jay does, comes in, does the crane kick. Yeah, does that the crane pose, and then his foot gets caught. Does the backflip reversal and does the crane kick anyways? Yeah, I fucking love Mark Briscoe. Um, Jay comes in, does like a full circle of punches to yeah. Nick, bunch of left hands, and then we get just so much fun here. Row when Hanson and Row come into the match is when it for me it goes up a level, and that's when the night went from good to great. Yeah, because Row comes in, hits his beautiful shotgun drop kick to Nick. He gets in the corner. Uh, Hanson comes in, hits a cannonball. Row just starts fucking ragdolling Nick, which is understandable. He's the smallest person in this match. Yes. Uh, Hanson hits a cartwheel clothesline at one point here, uh, and then. Bullet Club just decides, hey, big man, we're going to put your ass down. He eats five super kicks, three 450s, and kicks out. So, and it's not even just that. It's the five, the, the five on one super kick, a trio of moonsaults off the apron to other people. So, Styles and the Bucks with a trio of moonsaults off the apron. And then they come back at the ring and hit a trio of 450s onto him, and he kicks out. Yeah, Rowdy at one point here uh, starts going wild. He gets a little bit of shine. He does a superplex to Matt, runs across the ring, hits one on AJ, runs across the ring, hits one on Anderson, goes across, tries to get Gallows up for one. Nick stops him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what does he do? There's a crowd of people huddled up outside. He takes Nick, suplexes him out of the ring onto that crowd. And then we really kind of get to the finish here. Yeah, go into it. Uh, super kick to I believe it's Matt that gets the, that eats yeah. the pin. Uh, end of heartache from Roddy. Jay Driller by Jay Briscoe. Uh, and then Mark comes down with a boogie bro, which is just a flying elbow basically, but like all goofy. Yeah, I'm, pi- I'm piecing together all the names I didn't know because I was like, oh yeah, Jay hits a big pile driver, and you're like Jay Driller. I'm like that. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. The All Stars win. Matt Jackson is dead. <laughs> Matt Jackson's Jackson is in the pose be. that like a dead outline would be <laughs> in the middle of the ring. There's an old John Mulaney bit from one of his first specials, which is great. And it's like, I learned by watching old shows about old crimes that crime was really easy to get, get away with back in the day. You walk in and you're like, sir, we found a pool of the killer's blood in the other room. Hmm, gross. Mop it up. <laughs> now, back to my hunch. I know. We'll draw an outline around where the body was. That way, we'll know where it was. (laughs) Anywho, enough of my John Mulaney impressions. When we get back from this break, we've got a match against Okada. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back from the break. Dominion 2015. It is AJ Styles versus Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada. The IWGP Championship is on the line. Styles is in the middle of his second reign. Yes. As champion. And this match is just two of the best wrestlers doing the best of the wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Okada hadn't even, it wasn't even close to his peak yet. And he was kind of in like a weird spot. Okada was like, he was a baby face at this point. um, And he was one of the top guys. But he was really still on that ascent upwards, pushing Tanahashi for that ace role. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was, he just wasn't at that level yet. And there's AJ, who, you know, he's the champion. He's the, the Bullet Club leader. He's, like, the heel in New Japan Pro Wrestling at this point. And let's just be fucking honest with ourselves. He's the best wrestler in the world, right, at this point. Yeah. Uh, and you just got this weird dichotomy where, like, fuck. Like, if this match had happened two years later, it would have been insane. Like, this is an insane match. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's one yeah. of the best matches of the entire year. It's one of the best matches in either man's career, probably. It is my favorite match of the five this week. As it probably should be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. But fuck me. If it, like, it's just one of those times where like two wrestlers met each other. And yeah, it was really good. But holy fuck, can you imagine if they'd face each other at this point of their career? There's a weird... like Obviously, you can do like simulations of things now in like 2K, right? If you really wanted to go have a match between two guys, you get to download them, you, you do your match, whatever. There's... A series now on Bleacher Report for all the NBA heads of like they call it the portal, where it's like if you pulled two players from their from like specific times, who would win in a in a one on one game? So they just did Iverson versus Kyrie, like two thousand one MVP Iverson versus like twenty nineteen re, and then um, they did uh, I think it was Kareem Abdul Jabbar versus Embiid maybe, or was Chamberlain versus Embiid in like a big man battle. They've had a couple of, I think they did Larry Legend versus KD. And just Ooh. like, the, it's these are the debates that will always do Because obviously you can't go back and do it, right? You can't, we can't get I mean, it. you could have. Like if AJ just stayed like six oh, months more. This, this is the one exception. Like, yeah, AJ stays a little longer, but instead had to go make the big bucks in the dub. Yeah, had to show up in the Royal Rumble. It's such a good moment. It was. We got to the six-year anniversary couple, like, last week. Yeah. And that was, like, fucking mental to me. It's like, holy shit, it's been six years since I remember being in Spanish class on my phone reading that Gallows and Anderson and AJ had signed with WWE and, like, we're probably going to be coming around soon. 
Amazing. Also, we have to talk about it. Rumble is this weekend. Who you got and why? I I I, I have no prediction. I have who, no prediction. Who are you cheering for and why? How about that? Okay, who do I want to win the Royal Rumble? Yeah, look at look at yourself. Who wins both the men's and the women's? Okay, who do I think? Okay, I, everyone's going to hate me for what I think the men's Rumble is going to be. I think it's going to be Brock. I think Bobby Lashley is going to be Brock. Brock gets in the Rumble, wins the Rumble. I think Roman beats uh, Rollins in a way that makes Rollins look like a babyface. Rollins turns babyface, and the match uh, matches of Mania are Brock and Roman and Lashley against babyface Rollins. And I don't the hate women's? that at all. I have no fucking... I hope it's Bianca Belair. It should be Bianca Belair. She should be a back-to-back Royal Rumble winner, and she should be Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, but at the same time, don't I, know. I always love the Rumble as a space to, like, if there's somebody who is popular but not quite at the level yet, you give them the Rumble win, and you build them all the way up to WrestleMania. I don't see anybody for that role yet. I feel like they really tried to heat Liv Morgan up during the summer, and then they did nothing with it. I would actually, I would love it if Liv won. I truly would. But it's, you just but can't it's go not, back to that match. It's not the way it's going to be. It's not the way Here's it's going to be. My thing though is the last few years with the Rumble, like Drew McIntyre in 2020 was the perfect call. It was yes. his time. You know, Rollins in 2019 was the perfect call. It was his time. You know, there, there's always like a perfect moment for these guys. This year, there really isn't like. Do we want to see Big E? Like, I want to see Big E in a world title match, but I mean, even you can admit it's not his time. It's not the right moment. No. No. And, and we're still, I think we're still, like, Damien Priest would be the perfect person for it, but I still, we're just a year away from Damien Priest being that guy. Like, I still think he needs some seasoning. Give it to almost. Fuck it. Who cares? Who cares anymore? He's like the fourth highest odds. I saw that. And it made me sad. Anyways, this match. Fucking give it to AJ. Let AJ win it. Let AJ win it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, this match against Okada. Great match. Uh, early on, just a little bit of mind games. They do the clean break at one point near the ropes. And Okada just gently taps Styles on the chest to be like, you know, I respect you, old man. Uh, <laughs> they do a beautiful set of arm drags to one another. And Styles holds himself when running the ropes to avoid the beautiful Okada dropkick. Okada's like 27 at this point. I know, it hurts my feelings. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Anytime I see people younger than me doing things, I'm like, oh, my body would collapse. So yeah. good for you. Yeah, no, it's it's wild. I mean, it's it's just, it's insane. Um, the good technical starts to the match. My favorite thing was the backdrop. You okay. just hear AJ yelling out, Right before it even happens. Oh, shit. <laughs> and commentary makes a note because this is our only match with English commentary or our two matches with English commentary. There's well, the ROH match, match had English yeah, commentary. This, this is English commentary because it's um, what's his face? It's Don Callis. And Don Kevin Callis. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, did AJ swear? I think AJ swore, which is funny. Uh, a little down the line here. Obviously, Bullet Club interference is a miss because, you know, Bullet Club. Uh, Gallows' wife is out there, Amber Gallows. She grabs Okada's leg while he's running the ropes. Yeah, uh, while Amber, while the rest of Biz Cliz fucking distracts Red Shoes. Yeah. Uh, Biz Cliz. Biz Cliz. Uh, Bullet Club, heavy Bullet Club influence in this match early here. Very loud suck it by AJ at one point. Yep. And then we get a really interesting note from, from Callus here. 
you might be seeing the two best dropkicks in all of professional wrestling right now. Honestly, no, no, because Randy Orton. <laughs> but two of the three, yeah. Like I think that's the that was that's the top three right there, in my opinion. It's it's those those two guys and Randy. I mean, Randy's got the fucking. If Randy's not number one, he's number two. That's just it. Still. I made a note about the same thing where I was like, I know you're a heel, Don Callis, but Okada is literally right. Because he all sucks with how AJ's probably the best. And I was like, Okada's right there. He's right in front of you. Yeah, Okada's number one. It's, in my opinion, he's number one. He's right yeah. there. Randy's number two. AJ, I, there's an argument for three. So Bullet Club attack Okada after he makes a gesture at Amber Gallus, apparently on the outside. Gang get, style fucking beating, by the way. They get caught by Red Shoes because they're not subtle about it at all. Red Shoes tells them to suck it and sends them to the back. No, 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 no. It gets better. He tells them to suck it. And then he does a 180, turns to the ring, looks at AJ and goes, suck it. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, the ref's a little biased in that point then, but that's okay. That's fine. Sends them all to the back. Around, yeah. yeah. Um, a little down the line here, Okada hits a DDT, kips up with some fucking sauce. Looks like a million bucks. Just the fucking best. Oh, my God. No one has presence like Okada has presence in big New Japan matches. It's true. Fucking no one. No one. Uh, AJ blocks a dropkick at one point here. Okada does a thing where with a person sitting on the top rope, and he'll jump up and dropkick them flush in the face. They fall out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, AJ managed to block that, tries to do a move. Okada catches him. Flapjack. Yeah. Uh, Okada does end up hitting the dropkick that I was talking about. AJ falls out of the ring. Get a little bit of posing going on from Okada. A little down the line. AJ does the... I don't know how to describe it. It's that movie does where he like rapidly front slams someone forward while he sits down. It's a well. sit-out face buster. That, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the best way to describe it. It is a two with a delayed count by Red Shoes. Don Callis makes a comment about it. And there is definitely a hesitation on the three from Red Shoes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he, I mean, he probably just didn't end, trust uh, Okada. It wasn't at the end of the match, so he got a fucking hezzy. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a, <laughs> Hit him with the hezzy. Uh, AJ just... At one point here, he just drops Okada flush on his neck. He does the little, like, exploder, suplex-type deal into the turnbuckle, but he just fucking drops homie right on his neck. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. We also get the uh, the diving elbow by Okada. Yes. Followed by Rainmaker Pose. Very dramatic. I like it. It's so it's the best. Also, shout out to New Japan's camera work. It's always really good. They're always on point for Okada matches. Yeah. They know always. they know when they gotta zoom out, when they gotta zoom in. They got it. So at one point here, Okada blocks the styles clash and he does that weird like neck breaker that he does where I it's it, he like picks him up. It's kinda like Seamus does the Irish curse backbreaker, I guess. Yeah. But it's not a backbreaker, it's a neckbreaker. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, they start trading forearms. Okada just... The, the dropkick heaven. <laughs> the dropkick. He's beautiful. It's just, it's art. It's like literally a work of art. At one point, then, they trade uh, re- like tombstone reversals. They just keep Tombstone doing it, reversal doing spots are the dumbest thing in the world, and I laugh at them every time. But at the same time, you're like, it's a good spot. It, it, it's a good spot. I just think it's hilarious because I'm flipping you over. No, I'm flipping you over. It's like that thing. You know that thing that people like do where they like hold each other at like a weird angle and then they do that jumping thing? I've seen that on TikTok, yeah. 
I like I've always kind of wanted to try it, but I don't trust any of my friends to be able to do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can lift them. I don't know if they can lift me. Is the problem. Um, and yeah, we, they do that. AJ inevitably gets the one, is the one that hits the tombstone, and it's a good looking tombstone it is. considering AJ is what five nine five ten at best. No wonder he wanted to challenge the Undertaker. He's like, look what I can do. I got this. Age is a short dude. He's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and Okada is pretty tall. He's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Let's go so short, fact- ki- short kings. I mean, he's still taller than you. I know, but anybody like 5'9 and under, I consider short kings. Ah. Um, they start trading forearms here. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Wrong spot for me here. God, there's so much that goes on in this match. Uh, AJ hits a springboard 450 for a near fall. Uh, Okada does like a... Okay, so at one point here, they're they're on the AJ's at the top rope, Okada's in the middle rope, um, and I don't know what AJ was going for, but Okada meets him there, and Okada does like a like a Death Valley driver kind of, but he doesn't yeah. go with AJ. He just, just dumps, dumps him. him to the outside. Yeah, he just dumps him on the apron, which was a rough landing for AJ. Uh, Okada hits a fucking beautiful like missile drop kick, but it's a shotgun drop kick from the uh, top. Yeah, from the top. Yeah, he hits a tombstone. He goes for the Rainmaker. AJ ducks underneath it, hits a Pele kick. I popped. I popped at the Pele kick reversal for the Rainmaker. It's beautiful. It really is. It was so smooth. And we get a Rainmaker. So many counters. German. Okada's like, give me that fucking wrist. Come here, boy. Rainmaker. One, two, three. Kazuchika Okada wins the match. And the title. And the title. I love the Rainmaker as a finish, especially when it's these dramatic ends of matches where it's like Rainmaker and then Styles is still trying to fight out, but Okada's like trying to maintain wrist control or, or the waist or something, hits a German, and then he's like, is he tired enough? He is. Okay, I can go for the Rainmaker once more. So fucking cool. Yeah. Also, uh, for those who, who want to now yell at me for getting it wrong earlier about when AJ lost his second title and who he lost it to, I just didn't want to spoil this match. It was Okada right here. It was Okada right here. I didn't want to spoil the match. Our fourth match, New Japan Invasion Attack 2015. WWE, take note from all the cool names that New Japan Seriously! Invasion Attack. Fuck yeah, sure. Global Wars. Dominion. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom of Wrestling. Uh, This is versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Championship. Very exciting. I fucking love Kota Ibushi. Uh, you probably know that I love Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is my favorite Japanese wrestler. Probably ever, to be honest. I wrote here that the next New Japan episode should be Kota Ibushi. And it should be, because, but it won't be, because guess what? Kota Ibushi is getting a three-parter <laughs> down the line. Also gets a three-parter. No, because he actually has, like, there's, like, a, you know, we could do DDT Pro stuff. We could do WWE stuff from his Cruiserweight Classic stuff. We could do... Stuff from him in of Honor. We could do All Out. We, there's so the much Kota Ibushi everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Like, he genuinely is a three-parter. Ibushi is challenging because he won the New Japan Cup. That's what I gather from the fact that he brings the New Japan yeah. Cup trophy out with him. Yeah, it's the number uh, one contendership thing. Love that trophy, by the way. New Japan is always spot on with the shit. Like, their title, not the new, the new, the title now sucks. He's not great. Uh, But, like, back then, they were so on point. Like, trophies, cups, titles, everything was just so beautiful. I miss the old IWGP championship. I really do. The zoom in at the beginning of the match. I was talking earlier about how good the camera work is in New Japan and the fact that they start really wide 
and man, and see like, look at this, look at how many people are here, look at the scope of this, and then zoom nice and tight in to just see like, and here's the match. That's how every fucking match should start. Except yeah. WWE can't do it right now because they'd be like, look how empty it is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then they'd zoom in and you'd watch Matt Riddle beat up on somebody. <laughs> or Omos beat up Reggie. Um, <laughs> early on in the match here, AJ is frustrated by how good Ibushi is. And you know what, AJ? Fucking save. I am also frustrated by how good Kota Ibushi is because Kota Ibushi deserves the world. Styles takes a drop toe hold and yells out son of a and then hits the ground in perfect timing. And it was one of my favorite moments of the whole se- of the whole episode. He then has to take a break on the outside. AJ is fantastic. Like he was when he was in New Japan, he was just talking all the time. Mm-hmm. And like I know it's it's one of those things where I wasn't used to that. Like I when when I saw AJ in TNA, AJ wasn't that much of a talker. You know, he no. wasn't that much of a character, a personality. Like yeah, he had his he had his characters, he had his personalities, and all that stuff out there in his wrestling. But really, AJ was known for his wrestling. So when I saw, you know, him in Japan, and he's going out there and he's talking in his matches like he's fucking Kevin Owens or some shit, and he's just doing his thing, and it's really good. It, like fuck, AJ was a heel. The, entire time too yeah that's what people don't uh, that's another thing that's wild two years he's in japan he's the best wrestler in the world it's so easy to like him but he made you hate him for fucking two years time two years he made you hate him the other thing is styles is a great talker but not in the same way that you like the great in-ring talkers are like i'm talking like the kevin owens of the world who are just shit talking the whole time Styles is shit talking, but also like his responses to things happening yeah. around him is very funny because it's natural. It's like it's yeah. just like a natural. It's not. I would say if I, if I was frustrated with Kota Ibushi and he dropped to hold me, I too would say "son of a bitch" and then fall down. Yeah, and then I'd be like, and then I'd get out of the ring. And I'd be like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> he's so fast. He's the fastest kid alive. He's fast as fuck, boy." <laughs> um. Ibushi, uh, they get back in the ring. Uh, they're trading quick roll-ups. We get a beautiful spin kick by Ibushi, followed by a quick penalty kick. Love the penalty kick as a move. Just clean to the chest. Yeah, he fall- AJ falls on his fucking ass, and Ibushi's just like, I'm going to kick the shit out of this dude. Yep. Um, beautiful drop kick by Kota Ibushi. Up there is also a Kota Ibushi drop kick, because he adds a lot of finesse to it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, it's, not te- it's not as technical. There's a lot of flair to it, but it looks so good. Um. Even better sell by AJ, though. AJ Styles was in his fucking bag this match with selling. I would say the entirety of the New Japan matches, all four like strictly New Japan matches we watch, AJ is a tremendous seller in every match. But this match, I think, was his best. I really I, do feel like I like the way he sold. and I, I, I loved everything about the Okada match, but I agree. This one's also really good. This is, this is his best selling job, I think. Um, but speaking of fucking sell jobs... AJ hits a German on the outside, and Ibushi is dead. Yeah, yeah, no, he should have ended the match right there, but he doesn't. Go to Ibushi has died. Ibushi starts fighting back when they get back in the ring. Styles with a big drop kick, does his usual like arms out pose. Uh, Styles is taunting Ibushi. They go back out at ringside, and the the IWGP Championship is on a table at ringside. And Styles is like, "Look at what you'll never have," and drops him on the table. Little does he know. Little does he know. Ibushi would come out there, and I think he's won it twice now. There is a camera grip or somebody assisting at ringside at this very moment. If you find that part of the match and you look for him, there's a guy at ringside 
who looks like Vector from Despicable Me. What and, the fuck, Evan? And then Styles hits a long chin lock in the ring. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, at one point here, AJ's in control. He goes for a baseball slide, like to baseball slide uh, Ibushi's legs from underneath him. And Ibushi jumps up and just stomps him right in the chest. It's so sick. It's such a good move. Uh, we get the we get the five star move so out to the outside by Ibushi, and then I mean I just wrote here. God, I love Ibushi. Man just just sees an opportunity for a moonsault and goes yes always, <laughs> always. He never says no to a moonsault. Then we get the uh, the both men trading strikes moment of the match where both yep. fall down because that is that is a standard. And is this where we get the weird? springboards type suplex attempt from abushi no that was a little double light so here he hits a bridging german for a near fall which is nice yeah aj comes hits a moon uh that moonsault inverted ddt for a near fall they trade pele kicks uh and then so aj's out on the apron this move makes no sense in my brain what abushi was even trying to do here so so AJ's out of the apron. He's facing the audience. So his back yes. towards the ring. Ibushi's in the ring. Ibushi reaches over the top rope, right underneath AJ's arms, and he sets up for like a like a like a German, I guess. Yeah, like a German with a higher hand and then, hold. And then he just fucking leapfrogs up onto the top rope and just tries to fucking yank at AJ, whose arms are now like straight up in the air, like what you do when L- you're like mom, a toddler. Like when you're just- a kid. Your Bob's like take it off your t-shirt or something. <laughs> Trying to get the snowsuit off. Yeah. And, and AJ's just not going. He's like, fuck this. Ibushi was trying to murder AJ Styles. Styles avoids it. Hits a phenomenal forearm instead. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, what the fuck is Ibushi trying to do? He was trying to fucking German suplex this I man. know. And also. He's just crazy. You know what's the craziest part about it is? Kota Ibushi doesn't hit regular German suplexes. Kota Ibushi only does bridging German suplexes. Or if it's just a regular, not bridging one, doesn't matter. He's still going to spike you straight down on your head and try to set up a a bridging one. That's what he does. After the phenomenal forearm, goes for the Styles Clash, gets avoided, but locks in the calf killer instead. Which, God, every time I see the calf killer or calf slice or whatever, it... It fucking just kills me because I have you. You've never been put in something like that, right? No, I often don't find myself in submissions. <laughs> <laughs> how how often is fucking Ken Shamrock showing up to your house to put you in things? Obi, it is legitimately like one of the most painful like submission holds you could put someone in. It hurts like a motherfucker. Like, legitimately. Like, people legitimately end MMA fights with that shit because, like, there's just nothing you can do. It's impossible to, almost impossible to get out of because the pain is so severe. And I, mean, I love that it's AJ's submission finisher. Respect to the calf killer, then. Uh, yeah. We got a, a clothesline, and all I wrote was that hearing Japanese commentators call Lariato gives me a warm feeling that I can't explain. <laughs> Lariato! It's just so exciting. AJ, so AJ's on the top rope. He's trying to go for an old, like an avalanche styles clash. Ibuchi tries to set up for uh, a top rope Frankensteiner, but AJ like just holds on to him uh, and tries to get the the hook under hooks on so he can go for the styles clash. Ibuchi wrangles his way out of it. Yeah, AJ stays on the top rope. Uh, Ibuchi gets to the outside, springboards up and hits a top rope Hurricane Rana for a near fall. A little bit down the way, 
We get another Lariato! This time by Bushi. Yep. He gets AJ up, hits the Golden Star bomb for a near fall. And at this point, I was like, oh my god. Is he is 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 he gonna go up and is he gonna hit this moonsault and is he gonna murder AJ Styles? And as he sets up for his uh I think it's just the Golden Star Moonsault, we get heartbreak. We do. Kenneth Omega is here. Kenny Omega gets on the turn but, uh, or on the apron, and Kenny is a part of Bullet Club. Kenny is their junior. He is so he their... is part of a, the allegiances to AJ Styles. Yes, I believe in the last he was mentioned in the in the Okada match because I think he lost to Kushida for he lost the junior heavyweight title to Kushida at Dominion that year. Okay, but um, yeah, no, he shows up here because again he is a part of Bullet Club, but it's Kota Ibushi, his best friend, his golden his, lover, his, his golden lover. He's not going to do anything. So what he does is you can see the look on his face, too. He's conflicted about it. He doesn't do anything. He gets up on the apron. Kota Ibushi slightly distracted because he's like, oh, fuck. And he he doesn't even fully get on the apron either. He grabs onto the top rope. He has, like, one knee on the apron. And he's like, he thinks against it that he gets off. Yeah. But it's enough of a distraction that AJ uh, is able to, to you know, to, to catch Ibushi when he goes for the moonsault because he's recovered enough. Gets him into the Styles Clash position, drops him, flips him over. One, two, three. AJ Styles wins the match. The best part of that whole little interaction is after Abushi realizes that Omega's not going to do anything, he just kind of like exhales a little bit and shakes his head as if he's relieved, but also disappointed that Omega would even try it. And then obviously the Moonsault happens in the Styles Clash. Great little bit there by Abushi. I liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah. This match slapped. I loved it. All the matches so far have slapped. We got one more match. We're taking <laughs> a break. It's arguably the best one of them all. Guess what? The last match slaps. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back from the break. It's a familiar foe. Shinsuke Nakamura. It's arguably AJ's most famous match outside of WWE. Wrestle Kingdom 10. It is his second last match in New Japan. And it is for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship held by... Shinsuke Nakamura. One note. Normally you're like, you guys do five matches in a promo. Where's the promo? We couldn't find any New Japan promos. I can't find any AJ promos. I tried. I scoured the internet. I did everything I could. I couldn't fucking find one. And I'm sorry. I would have added another match. Okay? I would have added this uh, this segment where he debuted maybe if I cared enough. But you know what? These matches are long as fuck. Just let me have this. Let him... Have this. Let him have the comments. Sound off in the comments. (laughs) 
Ch- chime off, bro. I only get so many chances to, to to pick all of the matches for this podcast. Evan always does it. Okay, just just let me have this. Somebody has to be finding all the two cold Scorpio matches, and it's me. Um, Styles comes out with a full mask. The mask looks quite Pentagon esque. Yeah, it re- like it really does. It looks like he just borrowed one from Pentagon. <laughs> hey, bro. It's a cool looking mask, though. It I mean, this is this is AJ's last singles match in Japan. This is. This might be Nakamura's last singles match in Japan too. I mean, honest, because yeah. um, he didn't last very much longer. They left either. together. I don't know if Nakamura's. I don't remember if uh, New Year's Dash was his last night there, or mm. uh, the the next night. I don't think it was actually New Year's Dash. I don't know if that's like his his last night. I think he might have had a little bit longer, but they basically left at the same time. Yes. That makes sense. The early on, the big moment at the very beginning, because they do a little bit of opposing and taunting, is the Bullet Club taunt. AJ does the gun taunt towards Nakamura, shoots the gun, and Nakamura eats the bullet. Grabs a bullet, puts it in his mouth. Love it. Love love this. Now, this is fun. I mean, this was probably a lot of people's first introduction to Shinsuke Nakamura, because, I mean, you were watching wrestling at the time right or at least yep. following it somewhat like you remember how big this match was as far yes, as indeed. fame and stuff you know wrestle kingdom 10 was a big event i mean the it's double main deal. event of this and then the main event was okada tanahashi where you know it, it really was the culmination of that rivalry and it was the passing of the torch and all that and i cannot wait did we come co- we didn't cover that on this did we no we didn't we didn't do that in the tanahashi because we knew we would save it for the okada yes i cannot wait for that match that is it's legitimately my favorite Okada match. It's one of my favorite New Japan matches ever, period. Full stop. Um, this was fun, though. Evan, go ahead. Let, let the people hear some stuff. After the uh, the taunt there, after the bullet catch, dropkick by Styles, he clocks Nakamura from behind in the corner. Uh, the next big move that I saw that I loved was a nasty-looking Uranagi-style backbreaker by Nakamura. Quick and devastating. And you can kind of see on the replay, like AJ's back, like seizes up a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, hello, is is he okay? That's on getting older. Oh, like, yeah. He's like 38 at this point. Yeah. 39. The fact that he can do all these things in his late 30s. and I just turn 30 and I wake up wrong consistently is amazing. My brother turned 30 two days ago. I feel so old. <laughs> It's because like, we are, man. Time my never stops. Older brother is thirty years old. Uh, we get the good, vi- or we get uh, out on the outside. Nakamura runs Styles into the barricade, back in the ring. Nakamura with good vibrations—a move that I love, but is just only because Nakamura does it. Nobody else could do it. Yeah, no one else does it. He just—it's the sauce. It's because Nakamura has the sauce. He does truly have the sauce. If you don't have the sauce, don't be doing it. Styles is down. Nakamura then, and this is the the difference between the Nakamura Styles matches in WWE and in New Japan. Obviously, also the storyline because it wasn't just physicality. About it wasn't just about Nakamura punching him in the balls repeatedly. Oh, but the physicality because Styles is down after that the good vibrations, and Nakamura just takes this opportunity to just knee him repeatedly in the side of the head and in the side. I'm like, that's great. Stay on top of him. You want to, you want to retain your title, right? Beat the shit out of this man. Nakamura was just a fucking killer in New Japan. That's that's what he was. Like, he was yeah, he was flamboyant. He was all this stuff. He was fucking weird as all hell. 
but my man could fucking go and he would beat your ass. And he, yeah, the thing is he backed it up. Like he could be flamboyant and wild, but he, you know, he brought the bacon. And hell, this is, this had some storytelling to it too. AJ gets a calf killer on mm-hmm. at one point here because he's recognizes this motherfucker goes for knee strikes and shit. Let me try to limit what he could do with the power on those things by ruining his fucking legs. Uh, Shinsuke does something I have never seen before. He counters the calf killer into an arm bar. Yeah, the scene, it seems like it shouldn't be able to do that. And he's, I was like, what the fuck? I've never, I just never seen anyone counter it that way. I mean, the probably the most creative counter to, to the calf killer I've seen was, remember when fucking Brock just decided to slam his head? Yeah, because Brock is also uh, a, a human gorilla hybrid that was made in the lab. I mean, we we might be seeing that Brock match real soon, by the way. Just whack, whack, whack. Real soon. Um. Anyway, Shinsuke uh, does the top rope flying knee, which I know what you're thinking. It's not a Boma, it's just a flop. He just likes to do knee strikes sometimes. It's different. Both men are down. Uh, they get back up. They start trading forearm shots. Yeah. At one point here, AJ hits his little face buster from whatever the fuck. Thing. The little sit up face buster, yeah, for a two count. And then we get such a lovely exchange. So we get a Pele kick. We do. Pele kick is glorious. It looks great. Nakamura staggers backwards, rebounds off the rope, and is just like, Bomaye fucking knee, motherfucker. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, because it's the you know, Kinshasa. You don't yeah, it's the Kinshasa. Yeah. Bomaye is so much better, though. Such yeah, a better it is. Because it's fucking Muhammad Ali. That's Anyways. right. And everything Muhammad Ali did was great. Near fall. Um,. A little down the line, AJ catches Nakamura with a knee, and you could just see Nakamura's like soul leave his body. Like his eyes were just like, yeah, they just he's like they zoomed so in weird. on his face, and you could just see his eyes. He's just not there. Yeah, he is not all there anymore. Um, Four fifty follows that for a near fall. Little down the line, armbar by Nakamura. Uh, yeah, Nakamura does an armbar. And then we get another Styles Clash while an arm bar is on. Yeah, which is a weird counter to, to do, but makes sense when it, it's awkward in the in-between. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense when you get there, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's reasonable. But it just looks like it looks like a really difficult time for Styles. Yeah, I mean, he's basically deadlifting this home, this yeah. dude. We get a bloody Sunday from Styles after the two count. Uh, gun for those taunt. who don't know, Bloody Sunday is the finisher of one Prince Devitt. Yes. One Fergie Ferg. Uh, gun Taunt wants another South Clash, but Nakamura like, resists, puts up a fight. How do we get to the top rope Falcon Arrow from here? Does it happen right away? or No, so we get the we get a drop kick. Um, he goes for the South Clash. Nakamura won't go down. I think Nakamura gets to the top. Or AJ goes up to the top rope. Nakamura follows. Yeah. Top rope, Falcon Arrow, uh, near fall. And then we get to the finish, which is Bomaye. Bomaye number one. AJ yeah. is, it's to the back of AJ's head. He is rocked. AJ yeah. Styles selling of the finish is ridiculous because it, and it gets better with the second one because, yes, Shinsuke sets up. He's in the corner. He's doing all his stuff. Sets up for the second one. And just runs right into AJ, and AJ flies across yeah. the ring. So uh, he flies across the ring, but he's fly. He flew in a way where 
he like is still like kind of rotating. Yeah. Like his legs are coming up when Shinsuke gets to him. So Shinsuke just lays, just folds him in half. Just lays down, yeah. Stacks him. One, two, three. Shinsuke Nakamura retains his IWGP Intercontinental title. And AJ Styles is one step closer to WWE. He is on his way out the door. A- hours after Wrestle Kingdom 10. It was reported that Styles had given his notice to New Japan on the morning of January 4th, announcing he was leaving the promotion and signing with WWE. Following day, Styles made his final appearance in New Japan, where the rest of Bullet Club turned on him with Kenny Omega becoming the stable's new leader. Bullet Club, you fickle, fickle bitches. Yes. Just keep switching between new incoming white dudes to be like, you're the leader. Now you're the leader. Now you're the leader. Now it's Jay White who can't even be the leader. Now it's, now it's Jay White. It's not allowed in Japan. Obviously, we are at the point where for part three, we're covering AJ Styles and WWE. You're going to see John Cena. You're going to see some other big names. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good, baby. It's gonna be real good. I'm so excited good. for this. I, yeah. I, I'm really excited. This is fun. This is reminding me of a time in wrestling where I was... You know, wrestling had gotten me back. I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. It got me back around Survivor Series 2014. I was really invested in that. And everything after that, I, I was super invested. Um, NXT really had me in in 2015 throughout that entire year. I was super into the Seth Rollins heel run as well, all that stuff. Um, and it really was at the point where I was starting to lose interest with the main roster. By, by this stage, like late 2015, uh, after Rollins got injured, yeah into you know 2016 like roman was having his weird stuff where he was like you know he was being booed by everyone and then he had that cool moment where he won the title and everybody was cheering him for like two weeks in philly yeah and everyone was cheering him for two weeks uh and, and yeah you know it all really culminated in that rumble where it was like is aj actually gonna show up and, he and then he does. number three and then he does show up number and it's three. like oh Watching all of AJ Styles in New Japan, so I have not seen these matches, at least in full. I've seen clips of some of them before. Especially, I mean, I assume you've seen part of the Nakamura match before. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen part of the Nakamura match. I had seen clips from the, uh, the Okada match before. Man, this man is good at the wrestling. It's <laughs> such a, it's such a basic, <laughs> such a basic review. Like to look at AJ Styles and be like, he's an amazing wrestler. He does little things. He like there's nothing I can say about wrestling that AJ Styles does in the ring that doesn't speak for itself. Anybody who knows anything about wrestling, probably anybody who doesn't know anything about wrestling, could watch an AJ Styles match and go, "That man's good," and that's yeah. all you need. Like I am not an expert. We just have a podcast that continues regardless of whether people want to listen to it or not. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm no expert. I, I know good wrestling. I know bad wrestling. AJ Styles consistently bringing good wrestling consistently yeah i mean and and my favorite part about watching these matches and especially you know considering the amount of tna work that we saw last week as well like you could see the differences like you see the like yeah a lot of it's still the same he still does the styles clash he still does the phenomenal form he still does the the moonsault ddt there's still a lot of basics aj stuff that's just you know staples that are still around but you see the subtle differences. You see him talking, you know, as a heel in those little moments. You see him selling more because, you know, he, he has to sell and make his opponents look great. So, you know, it adds to the story of the match. You see him be more physical. 
he's not doing as many high spots as he did in TNA because he's he's a little more grounded because that's you know more of the and style. And that's the heel way too. Uh, yeah, that's the heel way. It's also more of the style in New Japan, you know, where where it is not as aerial as as other companies are, even WWE. Um, yeah. and you see, you know, him being more of a character and he knows his role. He's the leader of the bullet club. He's the leader of this faction of guys who are the assholes of new Japan. That's the, that's the point. That's and what he's for. the head asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gotta be that. You've guy. gotta be the jerk. And he, be he's got to be that dude. So, you know, he, he really learned that role and he excelled in it. I'm really excited to see, you know, what comes next in WWE because, yeah, it's been, first off, it's been so long since I've gone back through and watched a lot of, you know, AJ stuff in WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, from that, from the first year or two. Do you know how excited I am to go back and watch anything from like, uh, like AJ Styles SmackDown era? Oh, man. Like when he was the man on oh, SmackDown. Man. So excited for this. I really am. I'm so excited. And that wraps up episode 98. One more AJ Styles episode before our episode 100. Like I said, up at the top of the episode, be sure on Twitter to send us questions to answer for episode 100. Tell us your favorite moments. If you have audio clips you want to send in, send them to us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Follow us there. Follow Javier. Where, Javier? Where can people find you? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMelo Sports. Sauce a follow. Why not? Sauce that follow. Follow the sauce? Don't don't follow the sauce. Follow me on Twitter at it's Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Next week, AJ and WWE. And to wrap up this week, Javier, any final life advice for the people? Ah, uh, yes. This week on Life Advice with Javier. I was talking to Evan, actually, before we recorded here, because we do that. We, we catch up before the podcasts. And I was telling him, you know, I really wanted to get a dog because I, I'd been, you know, I live by myself now. It's, it gets really lonely sometimes. And I, I'm not one of those people that likes to go out a lot. So I don't really want to trouble my friends to always hang out with me and shit. So I was like, you know, I want to get a dog. And then I called my landlord and, and I knew there were no pets, but I wanted to confirm. And still no dog. No dog. So what I decided is I may actually pursue getting a turtle. Not turtles. one turtle. I might get two turtles because I don't want the turtle to get lonely. Um, and I've already created names. It's Rocket and Groot. So if I do end up getting turtles, I'm obviously going to tell you guys all about it. We'll put them. We'll put them on the Twitter. Twitter turtles. Exactly. Yeah. No, I might even make them a Twitter. Teenage I might make them an Instagram account too. Twitter turtles. Exactly. Teenage Mutant Twitter turtles. Um, and wow, that's actually a great name. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Twitter turtles. Anyways, uh, the point of this is to say. If you're feeling lonely out there, there's always like an outlet that you get. Like I'm recognizing the fact that, yeah, like I like living alone, but I'm also like fucking lonely and I'm doing mm-hmm. something about it. You know, it's it's good to be proactive with issues that you're having in your life. Like don't let them fester, like, you know, be active about it and do something about it. Like whether it's, you know, something like this where you live by yourself and you get lonely Maybe you got a pet. Maybe like it doesn't have to be a dog. It doesn't have to be a cat. It doesn't even have to be something you really truly have to take care of. It could be a fucking goldfish or something. You know, like just go out there and find something that makes, you know, makes you feel a little better, regardless yeah. of what it is. It could be a fucking plant for all I care. Um, People even if love it's not plants. loneliness, if it's just, you know, you have an annoying roommate um, you don't really know how to deal with, you know, be proactive about it before yeah, it be- gets worse. Yeah, be proactive about it. Open up a dialogue. And if they're being super fucking annoying about it, find a fucking mediator or something, you know, like 
it's really important to be proactive about issues that you're having in your life because you don't want to let shit fester because then it blows up in the end and it gets it becomes a whole bigger ordeal than just the base problem that you're having becomes significantly worse get on your issues and honestly if you need help with them ask a friend ask a friend even for just ideas but that's it Javier with the life advice. Me with the random nonsense. We're back next week. Episode 99. AJ Styles from WWE. We'll see you guys then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.